called Renewed. Uh, the subtitle is Reigning in the Newness of Your Life. Reigning in the Newness of Life. I understand that all over the world right now, uh, we are having challenge of this pandemic. Uh, yesterday, I met with uh, some of my uh, in-laws that were having families in Vietnam. You know, Vietnam is also having a lockdown. I know Taiwan is uh, experiencing some surge too. Uh, in Indonesia now has surpassed India for being the most uh, infected uh, daily, daily cases in the whole world with uh, almost 60,000 people a day got infected. Uh, I know that some of you have family members that are already uh, either passed away because of COVID or they are right now battling with COVID. Uh, so keep them in prayers. Um, and I believe that our God still reign in, in the midst of all this turmoil. And our, our, our God is still sovereign over what is uh, going on, okay? Uh, so today I want to share with you the third part of the series that I've been talking about. Uh, but before that, how many of you know what's a church sign? In, you know, in, in near my house, there is this church. Uh, it used to be the Rose Hill Presbyterian Church, but I don't know what it's called now. You know, they don't have any signs there, but they have these signs in front of the church. Uh, and I pass them every day as I go home. And the, the sign, guys, is so brilliant, you know. It's so smart. And here are some of the top uh, few that I, I collected over the past uh, few months, okay? Uh, number one, he says, have trouble sleeping? We have sermons. Come here one. <laughs> People are like tea bags. You have to put them in hot water before you know how strong they are. <laughs> Dusty Bibles lead to dirty lives. <laughs> if you don't like the way you were born, try being born again. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite. Sign guy on vacation. Message inside this Sunday. <laughs> Uh, and of course, my all-time favorite, which I've already shared, is that God does not take sides, but go Seahawks. <laughs> so today, I want to share with you this message that God has put in my heart last month as I was preparing it. It's called Renewed, because in each and every one of us, the Bible said in, in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, uh, it says that when you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed and the new is here. You are being made new in Christ. So today I want to share with you that God meant for you to reign in the newness of your life. You know, when you are created in a new uh, creation, you are supposed to reign in your life. You don't have to keep depending on the pastor uh, or your leaders, but you yourself are called to go into the community and to reign in the midst of your life. Amen? Uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 5, it, it says this, But God loves us so deeply. He is full of mercy. He gave us new life because of what Christ has done. Not because of what we have done, but because of what Christ has done. He gave us life even when we were dead in sin. God's grace has saved you. God wants you to reign in the newness of life that was given to us by Jesus Christ through His death and resurrection. So if you missed last week's uh, sermon or the past three weeks, you can go on into our YouTube channel, check us out, listen to the first part, second part, you, so you can kind of understand where the third part is coming from. Or you, we, you can find us also on Spotify. I know, we're so fancy now. Okay, so let me quickly summarize over the past two weeks what's, uh, what's happening. Number one is that last uh, two weeks ago, we talked that you are accepted. There is a justification in Christ. 
there is a justification in Christ. You were dead in sin. You were hopeless. Uh, you were, your destiny is death in hell. But because of Jesus and His death and resurrection, you were justified when you received Jesus into your life. And this acceptance is based upon your union with Jesus. It's not based on what you do. It's not based on how much money you give to the church. It's based on your union with Jesus. So there is an invitation for you to receive Jesus. Amen? And then after that, when you receive Jesus, there is an, there is an instant justification over your life. You know, you became the children of God. Your, your standing changed when you receive Jesus. Now suddenly, you are children of God. You, b- before you were uh, rebellion, before you, were, you reject God, and then when you receive Jesus, you became children of God. And you are the co-heirs with Jesus Christ. And how many of you know that you are rich? You are rich because you are the co-heirs. Your father is the heavenly father. He owns the kingdom above every kingdom. And his name is above every name. Come on, are you guys excited? I'm excited because I'm a children of God. And when, when I'm the children of God and I'm the heir to that throne together with Jesus, that means the power of God also is in me. The Bible said that the power that resurrects Jesus from his death lives in each and every one of you. You need to be excited because I'm excited, right? <laughs> God goes beyond forgiveness because he canceled the power of sin. Last week, we talked about sin. How many of you remember that? That sin is our enemy, not God right? Sin is our enemy. Sin is the one that enslaved you. Sin made you lose freedom. I don't know if you're aware of that. I know some of us chose to live in in sin, having a sin lifestyle, because we felt like sin is our friend. But God is our enemy because, because God is so restrictive, because God always says no, because God is an angry God, because God is a very frustrated God. You got it wrong, guys. I think you read the gospel the opposite. God is not an angry God. God is not a frustrated God. God is a loving God, full of mercy, full of love. That's what we just read in Ephesians, right? Sin is our enemy. Sin is the one that trap you and enslave you and make your life go through that season of life that maybe some of you are going through. Maybe you are in the valley, just like Billy was saying. Maybe you are in the valley. Sin caused those things in your life. So we... We need to break that sin and the power of sin has to break the power of sin has been given to you. So you have no excuses like, oh, pastor, man, my sin is so great. I, I, I'm just overwhelmed by it. I'm just so, uh, so bonded by it. No, because Jesus has canceled the power of sin over you. Therefore, you have freedom. The, the, the only issue is that it's your option. It's your choice. Do you want to choose to live in freedom or do you choose to live under sin's power? It's your choice, okay? To, and then after that, I, I talk about you have the Holy Spirit in you, right? God, when Jesus left after his resurrection, he promised us a helper, a comforter, a power that is within each and every one of you. And his name is the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I, I talked this last week, because we have challenges, we have tribulations. Right now, we are having go to go through tribulation. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. We can't walk alone. We are not meant to be alone because the tribulation and the challenges in our lives is so great. Sometimes we just cannot conquer our giant by ourselves. We need the Holy Spirit, right? In 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, it says, You, the children of God, you already won the victory. 
For he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. The Holy Spirit that lives in you is greater than any spiritual forces that is out there. How many of you can agree with that? Can you say amen? You know, I, I'm not a famous pastor. I, I'm not even, uh, I'm not even a, 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 how do you say, I'm not even a, a world-class pastor. Or something. I'm just here locally in Seattle. But how many of you know it does not matter whether you are a world-class speaker or whether you are just a common uh, Christians and Christ followers, the power that is in the Holy Spirit is in you. It's in you, in all of you. Come on. you got to listen to these Christians. Come on, my brothers and sisters, because the devil wants you to believe that there is no power in you. So oh, as Christians, just be quiet. As Christians, just bow your heads and just live your life. No, there is power in each and every one of you. And we need to activate that power and you need to obey the, the leading of the Holy Spirit because sometimes the Holy Spirit leads us to some place that we are not comfortable, but it is much needed. I still remember uh, three years ago, two years ago when I was in Bandung and uh, I was preaching in Bandung. You know, it was, uh, was kind of last minute preaching uh, because I had a wedding actually that Saturday in another city. Uh, and typically the driving uh, from Bandung to Jakarta, it takes about three hours on a Sunday afternoon. That's what I was told, about three hours. If there's a traffic jam, it might go from four to eight hours, okay, to get there. So I, I was preaching, and as I was preaching, I, told, uh, I, I preached two services. The first service, second. The second service, I told them, I'm sorry, guys, uh, I can't do uh, altar call. I can't pray for you because I got to rush back to Jakarta because time is very short. So I have to rush back. My, my escort is already waiting for me. So I told them, I'm sorry, uh, there is no prayer for today for you. Uh, I got to go to Jakarta. I see you guys, you know. And so I close in prayer. As I step down from the stage, suddenly people are lining up from the stage all the way to the door. I'm like, and then the, uh, one of our uh, Sunday service directors said, Pastor, uh, they want to be prayed. Didn't they hear me? There's no prayer. I need to drive back. I have a three, four hours journey back to Jakarta. But they have already waited in line. I said, okay, fine. It's okay, it's okay. I think I can do it. You know, let's quickly pray, 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 pray. And then I'm done. And then my escort is like, oh, Pastor, you know, the escort and the Sunday service are like, my, you know, my angel on the left and the right, you know, one is like, we got to go now. The other one is like, please pray for them because they are waiting in line. <laughs> uh, so I, I prayed, there's this young man, so I prayed very quickly. He said, oh, yep, in Jesus' name. And then when the second lady came, and as I was about to pray quickly, suddenly the Holy Spirit speak to me. He said, declare it to her that she has spiritual bondage. Like, huh? What? Like, no, 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 God. No, no, I got no time for spiritual bondage. <laughs> okay. But the, the Spirit of God is so strong. And so I told her, God wants me to say you have spiritual bondage. And the lady was like, oh, Pastor, I think you got the wrong number. I came from a third generation Christians. My grandpa are pastors. And my dad and mom are, are uh, ministers at church. So th there is no spiritual stuff going on. I said, oh, okay, sorry then in that case. But the Lord wants me to say to you that you have spiritual bondage. And God wants to release it to you. There is freedom in, in Christ Jesus. I said, oh yeah, I'm sorry, no, no. I said, okay, that's fine then. As I lay hand on her, she manifested. <laughs> she was like, Wah! she was throwing up. I was like, oh, oh. You know, so we have to serve her. It took like minutes and minutes to just serve this one person. 
It doesn't require a world-class pastor or minister to minister to people. The Holy Spirit can move on your behalf. All you, we have to do is just discern what is going on. Maybe some of you, God has put in your heart to pray for your family, to pray for your neighbors, to pray for your friends. You just need to execute it, right? Because the, the, the spirit that lives in you is greater than that is anywhere else. So today, I want to I wanna end with, oh, you know what? I want to share this with you. Uh, in Psalm 139, this is very fascinating. Psalm 139, verse 7 to 10. I know sometimes we as Christians, uh, when you listen to messages like this, you say, oh, you know what? I don't believe in those. I don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit in me. I just want to live a very normal Christian life. Okay, that's exactly what the enemy wants you to believe, is that you need to live a normal Christian quiet life. Okay, but the Spirit of God is in you. God has given it to you. He already promised it to you. There is an outpouring that is coming in this end days. There will be revival happening, whether you, you like it or not. It's happening, and it's going to happen, okay? In, in Psalm 139, it says this. I can, this is David who wrote this psalm. He says, I can never escape from your spirit. So even if you don't believe it, even if you try to escape it, the Bible said you can never escape the Holy Spirit. When God calls you, when God appoints you, you cannot run from it. It's just a matter of time and how you're going to fulfill it. Okay? Like me, for example. You know, when I was younger, uh, during the retreat, people always say, who wants to serve God? Uh, you know, in a pastoral capacity, some of my friends, they all stand up, they want to be prayed, except for me. I was, I was just sitting there, and some of my friends pushing me, come on, come on. I said, oh, no, 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 not for me. You know, I, I'm a businessman, I'm not a pastor. You know, year after year, year after year. But when God appoints, He anoints, and then you have no choice. Okay, so it's just a matter of time and how you're going to come to that realization. For me, one day, I, I used to serve in a church in Everett, you know, one, uh, and I, I used to carry the speaker and load up the speaker, you know, so when I was loading up the speaker, a bunch of our friends that are loading up the speaker was teasing me. He said, Pastor Erwan, Pastor Erwan, you know, like, hey, Pastor, how are you, Pastor? I wasn't a pastor. I was just an usher helping out carry those uh, speakers. And so I was so frustrated with them. I said, like, come on, guys, stop teasing around. Let's quickly set up because service is about to start. And then suddenly, like, one of them says, Pastor, how is it to be your first time preaching? I said, what, what, what do you mean? He said, today, you are scheduled to preach. What? He said, yeah, everyone already prayed for you. You're supposed to pray. I said, when? He said, today. What happened to the pastor? He said, oh, pastor's not coming because you are preaching. What? I didn't get the memo. I honestly did not get the memo. And so I called the church office, Kenny, you know. I said, Ken, is that true that I'm the one preaching? Let's stop joke around because, you know, 10 minutes, service is about to start and I have nothing. <laughs> and he said, yep, yeah, uh, didn't you see my email? I said, no, I did not see your email. And so to cut the long story short, I was so nervous. I hate public presentation, guys. When I was in school, I wish I would die. Then, then present. I always beg my, my friend, you know, like in, in a group project, I said, please, I will do what it takes to do the research, the paper, all the behind the scenes. Just don't let me do public speaking because I will die. You know, my heart will beat so fast. So to cut the long story short, I went to the back. I prayed, God, man, why? 
why did I not get the message? And then I say, okay, God, okay, okay, let's get this done, you know. By man's power, I will get it done. Uh, what, what topic do you want me to preach, God? You know, let's, let's give me some good topic, you know. First impression, you know, very important. <laughs> okay, uh, maybe it's about love, about blessing. Oh, God will prosper everyone, you know. Maybe something like that. So I opened the Bible. This is real, okay. I opened the Bible. My Bible was blank. Except for Malachi. It talks about tithing. I'm like, God, <laughs> if you want to impress the church, <laughs> talking about offering and tithing is not popular. <laughs> is there another topic that you can give for today? I searched, literally, my Bible was blank. I was like, where are the words? What happened to my Bible? And so to cut the long story short, I have to share about tithing and offering. Talking about being first impression as I was preaching, literally. You can ask some of my old friends that was there. As I was preaching, one person stood up, left. One left, left. By the time I finished preaching, one-third of the church gone. <laughs> one-third of the church gone. And one of them waited outside of the church, waiting to say something to me. Okay, I was so, I was so disappointed. Honestly, I was very disappointed. I was like, this is it. I told you, God, I'm not man to do this. You know, why did you even force me to do this? So that guy that was waiting is an uncle, okay? He's an older uncle. He said, Irwan, I don't believe in what you preach. I don't believe in tithing and offering. I think you made a mistake. And I want you to apologize to those people that left the church. Oh. Really? But it is in the Bible though. He said, no. I said, listen, don't shoot the messenger. It's in the Bible. So we argue for a few minutes and then suddenly he's like, you know what? Fine. I will give you another chance to kind of discuss with us. Tomorrow, Monday, 6 p.m., come to my house. We will gather those one-third people that disagree with you and we'll have a debate. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> my journey as a pastor began with a, dis a discussion. So I went to the house, there are about 30 of them there, you know, and then they put a chair in the middle <laughs> and in the circle. And they say, go, go, go ahead, pastor, share about tithing again. So I was sharing again about tithing and offering. And then suddenly you can see their angry faces. I'm like, oh man, and I was young. I was 25 years old, guys. I was 25 years old, I was single. Suddenly that guy that invited me to the house, he stood up, he's a big guy. You know, he's like Martin. He's a big guy. He stood up. He come to me in front. And he said, you know what, Irwan? I still disagree with you. I'm angry with you. But I'm going to test God. Because Malachi said, test the Lord. I said, sure. Bring it up to him. I'm only the messenger. If you don't like it, talk to my boss. So he said, fine. I'm going to test God. I'm going to faithfully tithe like what you have taught me and I want to see how God moved. To cut the long story short, God moved. He, is, he became a, such a big believer of, of the principle of offering and tithing and he gave and he teach other people too. It's just a matter of how you get to the place where God called you. You know, if, maybe if I were to answer him earlier, I wouldn't have to go through this route. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, right? But God always do that because He knows I'm stubborn. If He talk to me nicely, gently, nothing happens. 
He said like, okay, do it now. Then things happen. So you cannot run away from the Spirit. Go, going back to Psalm 139, verse 7. He says, I can never get away from your presence. I don't know how many of you try to hide away from God's presence, to run away from God's presence. It can never happen. Verse 8, if I go up to the heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the Father's oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Today, I want to encourage you, my brothers and sisters, and those of you tuning in, let's acknowledge the presence of God and the work of the person of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Come on, in our midst, because God is going to move and He's going to do something great through you, not, through, not only through the pastor, but through each and every one of you. I think neighborhoods is going to be transformed. The workplaces is going to be transformed. Campuses are going to be transformed, not because of the pastor, but because of you. There's going to be an awakening uh, in, in these coming years here in the United States. You know, yes, we talk about going to Africa. Yes, we, go, we talk about going to Pakistan. We, we talk about going to Afghanistan. But how many of you know that our mission field is here in the land of the United States? Come on. There's, there's some movement that's coming along. And believe me, there will be revival coming. And I want to end with this. Today, uh, point number four. It says, you have the authority. You have the authority. Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says this. Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says, Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Can you say all? All. Okay. When it says all, that includes COVID. COVID, guys. Okay. I was sharing with a number of people. I said, you know what? I wish people can realize that the name of Jesus is greater than the name of COVID. Everywhere I go now, people always talk about COVID. But this earth is going to talk about one name only in the end. And that is the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look guys, I have given you, God has given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them and nothing will injure you. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Listen, point number one to three, as I mentioned over the past two weeks, there was a point for you personally. You receive justification. God is going to bring sanctification. That means you, there is maturity in you. You're going to grow. You're going to change. That's about you. God is going to fill you with the Holy Spirit so that you will be equipped, so that you will be empowered to go into the community. That will be you. But point number four, if you look at the context in Luke chapter 10, this context of Jesus actually is sending out his disciples. So it's about going out. This is not only about us receiving, but now that you have received, you have been sanctified, you've been justified, it is your turn now to go out. Come on, take a look at Luke chapter 10. It's, it talks about Jesus sending out his disciples. So we want to see church, come on, we go out into the community. Not only in the four walls of the church, but we want to pray, we want to intercede, we want to crush the enemy outside of the four walls of the church, right? Next week, July 25th, on Sunday after Sunday service, uh, there are going to be a prayer walk, a citywide prayer walk, uh, together with other churches and other organizations. So I want to invite you, come, try and experience it. You'll, you'll be amazed at what God is going to do through your prayer, through our prayer walk. 
So join, stay behind after Sunday service. You know, maybe have, have lunch first, come back, and then, um, and then you know, we're, we're going to be distributed and walk around the city of Seattle and intercede for the city. So please put in your calendar uh, for next Sunday after Sunday service. So in Luke chapter 10, God talks about sending out His disciples. You have authority, but the authority is not for you to keep, but your authority is for you to execute outside, in your workplaces, in your neighborhoods, in your campuses, in your roommates, you know. Execute that because the world needs you. The world are confused. The world are scared, guys. They need to hear the message of Jesus in your life. So part of reigning in the newness of life is to have influence over others. Blessing them with your conviction, prayers, friendship, as well as the good news. I want to end with this story. I, I, when I was a student, I was uh, in my, entering my junior year. I was in Eugene, Oregon, uh, still very young. I was only 20 years old at that time. And, in, and our church were very small. Our church probably only 12 people, okay? Hey, don't get mistaken though. We have 12 powerful sons and daughters of God in that room. It was in the apartment. Our church was still very small. It was in the apartment. Our pastors is from Vancouver, BC. Okay, our pastors was, at that time was 70 years old. Okay, he was 70 years old, but he commit every other week to drive from Vancouver to Eugene. That is an eight and a half hours drive each way just to serve 12 people. Not 120 people, 12 people. So one day he came, and then he was having a Bible study in an apartment, okay? In an apartment, there's, 12, uh, there's 15 or 16 of us because we invited some new friends to come. And then the pastor was sharing, said, who wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The power of the Holy Spirit. And then maybe two, three people stood up and want to, be, want to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So we, as we were praying for them, suddenly we heard a loud shout. Like, wah, wah! not in the room but somewhere else. So we're like, shh, shh, like, And then this guy's still like, oh, oh, like, what is that? He said, what's going on? So, and then one of the friends, actually, he is my friend. He, I invited him to that Bible study. He stood up, he said, oh, I think that's Chandra, my friend. He is in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, okay. So let's take a look at what happened to Chandra. So we went out to the parking lot he was crying. He was like all tears with cigarettes still in his mouth. Like, with cigarettes in his mouth. We lit him into the room. We took out the cigarette. He said, what happened to you? He said, I don't know. I was just standing there smoking. And then suddenly I cry and I shout. And then the pastor said, the Holy Spirit just came unto you. That night he received Jesus. You know what he was doing in the parking lot? He was actually waiting for that friend, for my friend. And then after this Bible study, they were supposed to go clubbing. Because <laughs> he, he hated the church. He doesn't want to go even inside the, the apartment. He said, I just wait for you. Once we are done, let's go. You know? And it turns out that he was one of our, uh, uh, in Eugene, he was the student uh, drug distributor. Okay? He, he distributed cocaine and all this heavy substance. And he was one of the dealers. Okay, and he was smoking, he was waiting for his friend to finish Bible study, and then they want to go clubbing. The Holy Spirit came upon him. That night he received Jesus. He quit everything that night. And then he was actually the person that started our church in Columbus, Ohio. Come on, guys. 
this this guy he he had he wasn't planning to receive Jesus. He wasn't planning to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But when the Spirit of God comes, there will be power among you. His name is Chandra. Unfortunately, he passed away last year. He's a dear friend of ours. Um, he is such a great brother in, in, in ministry. But it's just amazing how God transformed his life just overnight. Boom! He quit smoking. He quit um, drugs. He threw away all of his drugs. He quit going clubbing. He quit everything, not because somebody forced him to. He just wanted that way. Just amazing. He lived such a powerful life. But when the Spirit of God comes upon you, nothing, nothing, nothing. He that is in you, he that is in him is greater than anything else in the world. Can you say amen? Would you just stand? Man, I'm so excited. I've seen, in my ministry, when I was young, I've seen crazy things happening, you know. Miracle going through the Vancouver border without visa. <laughs> An older lady, Auntie Nanette, brain cancer, got healed. <laughs> and then Chandra... I don't know. I don't even have a clue what's going on through his mind. He was there smoking with cigarettes still in his mouth. My own dad and mom, I believe it because I've seen it. I believe it because I've experienced it. Today, you just need to see it because God's glory and miracles is around you. You just need to see it. The miracles are everywhere. I still remember when I was in the deep valley, maybe 15 years ago, I was quite depressed because my business was not doing well. I had financial issues. I was struggling. I, I was crying out to God. I was, I was praying every morning as I drove 520. I was so, so um, depressed, you know. And I prayed to God, God, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Every morning I have to pass 520 to go to work, you know. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. Literally, guys, God showed me his glory through an eagle. There is this eagle. I don't know. Have you ever seen this eagle that was sitting in the lamp post at, on 520 Bridge? How many of you have seen it? See, amazing, right? Only one person saw it. But every day, he, I always see that eagle. Every day, without fail, sitting on that lamp post. And, and as I pass through and I saw that eagle, I know God's signs and wonders are following me. And I become strong. Yeah, financially, I wasn't doing well yet at that moment. But as I pass through, I look at that eagle. I say, oh Lord, oh Lord, that is you. He is the eagle of our lives. Come on. Yes, we can be in the storm. Yes, we can be in the pandemic. But we will soar above the pandemic. We will soar above the storm. Because he is our eagle, guys. So today, I wanna, I'm not going to end this message by not asking and inviting you to enter this relationship with Jesus. You need Jesus. Believe me. Okay? And I believe you will receive Jesus. It's just a matter of when and how you receive Jesus. Okay? Either you make the decision today, here, lifting up your hands and saying, you know what, Pastor? I want to receive Jesus. Or you'll be like Chandra. <laughs> Suddenly something hits you and then you receive Jesus in just a miraculous way. Or you can be like Bobby. Remember Bobby from last week's story? God come into your dream. 
and speak through you, through your dream. Whatever it takes, God is going to pursue you. So today, I want to invite you. If you have not received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior over your life, let's make that commitment today, would you? Let's receive Jesus and declare it from your heart. Let's put our hands in, in our hearts. Come on. Let's support each other. And, and if you want to receive Jesus, you need to be excited. And let's declare it today, this, this prayer. Let's say this prayer together with me. Dear Lord Jesus. Oh, it has to be excited. Dear Lord Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for dying for my sin. And the power of your resurrection lives in me. Forgive me of all of my sin and transgression. Today, Lord, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. From today on, I am new. The old has passed. Jesus, let me be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, can you give a hands to those who receive Jesus? If you receive Jesus, whether you are here in this room or you are tuning in in the YouTube, please reach out to somebody so that, you know, a brother or sister can help you to lead you, to guide you through the process, you know, of continuing to know Jesus more and more each day and you will experience the newness of life and, and you will reign. Believe me, you will reign in that newness of life. Let's all lift up our hands and we'll close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord. Oh, thank you so much, Jesus, for your word that really remind us, Jesus, that we are, as your children, we are the co-heirs with Christ Jesus, that the, the power that lives within each and every one of us, Father God, is greater than anything in the world because we are all standing on the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Father God, as we depart from here, let us be a generation that will, that will execute the power that is within each and every one of us, the influence that you have given us, and the authority that is given through Jesus Christ in us and through us to go from this place and to pray over other people and to bring the word of encouragement to our families, to our friends, to our co-workers to our neighbors or wherever God leads you let this city be known because you have moved forward before the Lord Father God I pray as we depart from here may we bring the glory from the throne of the Father the love through the Son Jesus Christ and the power that is within each and every one of you through the Holy Spirit from today till eternity till the second coming of Christ and in Jesus mighty name we pray every God's people said Amen have a wonderful Sunday everyone thank you for tuning in